welcome to the Nostalgia Cops. Um, my name is Lynn. I'm your co-host. My name is Evan. I'm your other co-host. And this month's episode is going to be all about Hey Arnold. That good old football head. Football head is right. You want to know um, a little fun fact before we get into this? Mm-hmm. The other day I was scrolling through Facebook and um, you know those like um, clickbait links that we all see mm-hmm. on Facebook? Mine was... Um, uh, Nickelodeon characters redrawn 20 years later. Oh. And one of them was Hey Arnold and Helga. Helga was pregnant and about to give birth. And like it was just very weirdly drawn. Oh. And it just didn't make sense because I never really saw those two getting together, even though she was like in love with him and stuff. But it's just like, as soon as I said Hey Arnold, that picture popped in my mind. It's just as bad as those like, oh, let's draw these, let's draw these SpongeBob characters as realistic things, as like realistic yeah, people. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. The one with Patrick Starr is, is nightmare inducing. Right, right, it's right. It's nightmarish. Have you seen the one with the Simpsons redrawn? Oh, like, God. Like realistic? Yeah. Yes. God. The Homer look, one creeps me out. Looks terrifying. Yeah. It's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, anyway, welcome <laughs> welcome to this month's episode. Yes. Um, we have Hey Arnold this month, and um, I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, me too. This is going to be um, the first one that we both watched adamantly. I, I watched it pretty, like, I remember sitting down and watching this with my parents. Mm-hmm. My parents really liked this show, um, so it was very much like a family show for us. Mm-hmm. So we adamantly watched it. Um, I guess I was pretty young when we started watching this, though. Um, because I mean, it aired at what in 96, it started in 96. Yeah. So I was two and we would watch it a lot. So my recollection of the show is not there. Like I have a positive view of it, but like for me to remember watching it, I only remember watching one episode and that's it. Okay. And I could, I can recall that episode, but that's the only episode I can recall of Hey Arnold. Yeah. It was, it it was definitely one of those very early Nicktoons. Like it was sort of one of those that catapulted the idea of the Nicktoons being like a very um like a block of programming that like people would want to watch that was one of those first ones that kind of set it on the map kind of like the cartoon cartoons and and, yeah. and uh dexter's laboratory yeah exactly and th- this is i think this is a really cool time to visit this because um we're recording this uh, on september 1st and the interesting thing about what happened this past week was nickelodeon just announced their partnership with verve a new streaming service which mm-hmm. has access to all of these old nicktoons and everything like that unfortunately hey arnold isn't on it yet but i'm sure it'll be on there at some point yeah. but it's got classics like kablam and hey Ar- and um wild thornberries and all real monsters and all these other awesome shows like from the early heydays of nickelodeon so right. that really falls squarely within that period so it's gonna be cool to go back and revisit that and may i say um just on my standpoint to have a show like wild thornberries and even like all real monsters um that's really really important to have because they have the shows that are very hard to find mm-hmm. you cannot get wild thornberries anywhere online without pirating it Mm -hmm. and i hate pirating things because i'm an old woman and you know what it just causes viruses all over your computer yeah i mean good luck finding (laughs) something like kablam other than like like all those crazy old shows that are now like a part of this service like good luck finding those Mm -hmm. somewhere else you won't i can because i believe the wild thornberries was on my list but i had to take it off and put it on another list that i have specifically for shows that i cannot find Mm -hmm. episodes of and now I get to put that back on the list and we can potentially watch Wild Thorn- Thornberries at one point. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited. Because looking at the list of the classic Nicktoons right now on the service is All Real Monsters, Cat Dog, Doug, The Angry Beavers, Rocco's Modern Life, The Wild Thornberries, and Chalk Zone. 
I love Chalk Zone. I Chalk believe Zone, Chalk Zone's on my list. Yeah, Chalk Zone was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got like a lot of the old like live action classics like Keenan and Kel, Amanda Show, um, nice. all that. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Wow. Which is, it's got even like the old Guts, it's got Guts, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Double Dare 2000. See, I never watched like the game shows. That wasn't my thing. Clarissa Explains It All is on here too. I remember Clarissa Expr- Explains It All. That was like kind of a, the animation in that was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, salute your shorts. That's another one that's on. I never there. saw that one. Uh, but that's a, that's like an OG Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's like an show. old one. And then the Mystery Files of Shelby Wu, which I never never watched, I but never I've watched heard either. of. It, yeah. It's like um, it, it, I remember hearing about it, but never watched it. I remember right. So yeah, Nick Splat is going to be a really great source of content for us moving forward because especially yep. a lot of the stuff on our list is probably going to end up on that service at some point. And it's like five or six bucks. It's five ninety nine a month. It's so like really not bad. So if you're a fan of old school Nickelodeon, make sure you check out Nick Splat. It's part of Verve, um, and you can actually get it if you have Verve All Access. Actually, it comes as part you, of it. You already so have it. You already yeah. have it. So hey, Verve, could you sponsor us? Yeah, we just know. gave you a huge shout out. Yeah, <laughs> we love you. Yeah, we've used we've used Verve quite a bit in the past to watch yes. a lot of other stuff. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a good service. It's a very stable service. It's yeah. got a lot of cool stuff on there besides just that Nick Splat. So agreed. So getting back on topic. Yes. Because we tell tend you, to do that sometimes. We tend to get off on, <laughs> get off that's topic. That's fine though. That that adds some content to the show. I oh, think. Oh yeah. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about Hey Arnold. I have a little blurb written up. Uh, you said you pulled up the Wikipedia page. Yep. So um, Hey Arnold. Um, you can watch this. If you're if you're wondering where we're gonna watch this, you can either watch it on Nickelodeon.com. They have their own, um, you they have a couple of series online for Nick.com. Um, that's technically free. You will have they'll have like commercials in between, but it's free. Like so, don't mm-hmm. complain that much. Um, so we're gonna either watch it on Nick.com or Hulu. Um, so it's an American TV series having about five seasons and a hundred episodes. It uh, was created by Craig Bartlett, um, and aired Nickelodeon, like I said, in 1996. Uh, show centered around Arnold, a fourth grader living with his grandparents in an inner city boarding house, mostly resembling that of NYC. Um, episodes center around Arnold and his friends as they grow up in the city, along with dealing with personal conflicts and problems. Um, I remember mostly my blurb for that wasn't very long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the facts on it. It's all pretty simple, so I didn't go that much into into depth with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I remember mostly about the show is like I said, I remember one episode in particular and it's the episode where he gets, he like joins a gang basically. Okay. I don't know if you remember this. Vaguely. He he meets like this greaser type guy Mm -hmm. and kind of gets involved in the wrong crowd and his friends are telling him, Hey, you're getting, you're getting involved in the wrong crowd. His family's telling him that. And he's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, whatever. They understand me. I think this greaser guy, like he also lost his parents or something like that. Mm -hmm. So like Arnold had kind of like a weird connection to him. Mm -hmm. And the greaser guy ended up basically was like using him to like commit robbery Mm -hmm. because there was uh, a window to get in that was like the shape of Arnold's head. Mm -hmm. And that's how, that's why he was using him. And, and like Arnold learned the, the, truth of like not everybody is here to help help you not everybody's a nice person mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah um and that's the only episode i remember and i don't know why um the the thing i'll say about hey arnold in general what i've what i remember about it a lot um especially in a lot of those ep- like the episodes that you mentioned and episodes like the one that comes to mind vividly for me that i still remember is the stoop kid episode I still remember a lot. i when you say that that 
name that stoop title. Kid, stoop kid doesn't want to leave his stoop. I that see that sounds familiar yeah. to me. The the thing I remember about Hey Arnold is that it wasn't afraid to touch on on heavier subjects and heavier subject matter, mm-hmm. um, like you know not having your parents around or dealing with you know death or loss and things like that. Um, and it was a, and it was a show that really you really delved into the idea of like friendships when you're younger and when you're growing up and like the the struggles you can have sometimes with that because Arnold and Gerald never didn't got along really well but sometimes they had their issues they would fight I remember yeah. them fighting they fought know? they fought quite a bit yeah so it, it was a show that was a lot more realistic than I think people give it credit for and it was mm-hmm. a show that I think pushed some boundaries especially early in the Nicktoon days and um, that was really kind of a, a precursor to some of the stuff that they would do later on. Okay. But um, but yeah, it, it, I'm really excited to jump back into it because it's been a while since I've actually watched a lot of it. Um, and especially the interesting thing is it was there was such a break in between the last episode airing and the new movie that came out just I think last year actually. Did you ever see the movie? I never saw it. Well, there was the original movie back in 2002. Right, yes. Um, and then the new movie, the... What was it? It was called... I think it was based around his parents again. Yeah, Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. Yeah. Where he goes to the jungle to find his parents and everything like that. Um, I never watched that new movie, but I want to because I heard, I've heard good things about it. I heard it was like an actual like really good... That's a good, good button-up to the entire series because I think... Because um, I don't know if that ended up... I don't know if that ended up being like the end or what they think or they might reboot it at some point. I don't know. But I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if at some point they did reboot it because they're rebooting Rugrats, too. Yeah, I heard about that. My only thing is that if you reboot Hey Arnold, I think the idea like if you want to keep it um, relatable to children nowadays, that's fine. But still keep the realness of it. Still keep the idea that like this it's it's fun and goofy and wacky, but also Mm -hmm. it, it mostly is relating to. Um, issues and problems that children go through on a daily. Yeah, and and I think too, it's it's very relatable to some kids nowadays because the city of Hillwood that they lived in, mm-hmm. it wasn't a nice city. There wasn't yeah, like no, he it didn't wasn't. Live, he wasn't a, in a wealthy eight neighborhood. At it all. wasn't a great neighborhood. So like it it was. It's also one of those things where like kids who live in inner cities and like live in rough areas can really relate to the show right. even nowadays they can watch it and and relate to some of the stuff that goes on because you know yeah they can see a lot of the experiences that they probably deal with you know right. whether so, it's bullies or whether it's you know bad crowds and stuff like that it's right. you know you know something along the lines of that yeah i agree i think as long as you keep the idea that hey arnold is also about real issues mm-hmm. i think it would be successful but if you try and focus more on like the wacky cartoony side of it it's not gonna go very far because there wasn't a lot of that to begin with Mm -hmm. so that would only be that would be my only concern with it my that's my concern with a lot of things is like i'm always like you know keep it new and fresh for for Mm -hmm. children now don't make it for me make it for other children right but keep the core of it the core value of the show Mm -hmm. don't change that just because you have a new audience keep it and there's a way to reinterpret it there's a way to reinterpret it and and re-image it so that children understand nowadays Mm -hmm. and that's always my big conflict with um you know the rebooting of Mm -hmm. shows (laughs) well and the thing is as silly as it sounds something like i'm gonna i'm gonna show my age here like power rangers Mm -hmm. i mean one of the that's that's not really showing my age because i'm in my 20s yeah you're not that old but the thing is I think what's kept that around so long is the fact that they've never strayed from the core value or the core ideas of what the Power Rangers are all about. The Power Rangers are a group of kids brought together for a common purpose, and that is to fight off evil and to save save their people, save Mm 
save where they live and to you know be be a team that's mm-hmm. the thing they've they haven't lost that idea of you know of being a team you know they are their own individuals and they are their own like powerful beings but together they're the most powerful and mm-hmm. that's the one thing that they've stuck with no matter how many of those no matter like if there's a white ranger that's like the leader or the green ranger that's the leader whatever the fact is all five or six or however many of them are on a fucking team because it always changes it seems like every stupid season whether it's dino space force war or whatever yeah because you know all of those <sighs> no i i lost track after like <laughs> fucking i don't know Power Rangers in space, I think, <laughs> or like light, light speed rescue, might maybe I don't know. See, I, I never was really a Power Rangers but, person, so. but like, but you know, the thing is, the core ideas and the core values of that show has stayed consistent over the, God, I don't know how many years that show's been on the air now, but however long it's been on the Quite air, it's it, the thing is they've kept it the same, and that's why people still come back to it, and that's why kids still can watch it, and that's why people even my age still go back and watch some of the stuff because they bring back some of the old characters for that nostalgia factor but also because it's the same show basically it's the same kind of story arcs it's the same kind of things Mm -hmm. and that's i think people can appreciate that when you try to mess with a formula like that it doesn't always work right i i always think that there's a reason why shows do well Mm -hmm. I i guess is the best way to put it yeah and um i think when sometimes you kind of put it in the face of a big company or a big corporation, mm-hmm. they see another formula that works well. And, and that formula normally focuses on money. Yeah. So when you bring your idea to, to a corporation or if you bring a re- reboot idea to a corporation, if they weren't the ones that thought of it originally, mm-hmm. they're going to look at you and go, okay, but how much is this actually going to make us? Right. Um, and I, I think sometimes that needs to be put aside. Yeah. You know, that, that portion needs to be put aside. Don't worry about how much it's going to make you worry about the quality of it you know exactly yeah anyway yes back on topic yes um do you want me to do want to discuss a little bit about the main characters of the show yeah how about you go into depth you're the one with the wikipedia article i had a really short blurb and i didn't realize how short it was i would have rewrote it it's okay (laughs) so i'm basically going off the wikipedia page here just kind of going a little bit of detail about the characters so hey arnold stars nine-year-old arnold voiced by a litany of voice actors over the course of the series yeah it changed a lot uh five different voice actors over the course of the 20-year history almost over 20-year history um and his neighborhood friends gerald a street smart character who generally serves as the leader of the group and helga a girl who bullies arnold in order to hide the fact that she is in love with him a huge point of that entire show every episode it seemed like they pretty much hit on it in every i remember it being a portion of like the intro too like the mm-hmm. intro music is that they yeah. would show a portion of of helga being mean mm-hmm. but also loving hey arnold yeah and i remember especially maybe towards the later seasons more so and i could be wrong mm-hmm. i remember them really hitting home with it yeah and I just remember being like, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like Helga. So yeah. I just didn't care how <laughs> she felt about Arnold. Exactly. <laughs> um, Craig Bartlett said he drew inspiration from people he grew up with when creating the characters for the show. Uh, Arnold lives with his, his eccentric but loving paternal grandparents, Phil and Gertrude. Uh, Phil is actually played by Dan Castell- Castellaneta, also oh. Homer Simpson. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, and Gertrude is played by Tress McNe- uh, McNeil. Uh, she's whose voice characters on The Simpsons, Futurama, Tiny Toons, Rugrats, Animaniacs, and Disney's House of Mouse. Gertrude was one of my favorite characters. I, I remember also she tried to run for mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another episode I remember a little bit. She she played Babs Bunny in Tiny Toons Adventures. Really? Yeah, she played Babs Bunny. That's awesome. Yeah, I liked Gertrude. She yeah. was fun. 
Um, and then, so they're the proprietors of the Sunset Arms boarding house in the fictional city of Hillwood. In each episode, he often helps a schoolmate or boarding home tenant solve a personal problem or encounters a predicament of his own. Many episodes involve urban legends usually told by Gerald, such as superheroes or headless horsemen. I, I do remember that being a trope, but I can't remember any specific episodes. I don't remember that at to all. That, but I do remember that being a thing. I do remember Arnold's um, room being fucking awesome. In oh, God, I yeah. I wanted it. It had like a giant skylight, basically. Right, and he like had a little remote, and if you press a button, his his bed would come down. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yep. I remember wanting his room very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, a little bit about the setting. Hey Arnold takes place in the fictional American city of Hillwood. While its geographic location is never revealed outright, some episodes suggest that the city is located in Washington State. Craig Bartlett described the city as an amalgam of large northern cities I've loved, including Seattle, his hometown, Portland, where he went to art school, and Brooklyn, the bridge, the brownstones, and the subway. Uh, Bartlett, having grown up in Seattle, based many of the show's events on his own experience growing up in the city. Uh, Evan Levine of the Houston Chronicle commented on the series uh, as a backdrop of dark streets, nighttime adventures, and rundown buildings, all seen from a child's point of view, which I think is a perfect descriptor for the entire series. I love that description. That's a really, that's a great like button up sentence to describe the entire thing. Right. I agree. I love it. Yeah. I do. Um, I don't know. I, and I feel like going back and watching the animation, um, I don't know how familiar I'm going to be with it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. sometimes, because like with... Dexter's laboratory. I don't remember the animation mm-hmm. looking like, especially his lab. I didn't remember his lab being so vague mm-hmm. of it just being giant towers of things everywhere. Right. Yeah. I remembered it being a bit more specific. Um, so I wonder how I'm going to, I wonder how well I'm going to remember the animation mm-hmm. of Hey Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it makes sure to see how it's going to hold up, especially if they've done any like can up converting of any of the old footage or anything like that to see if they've done any like upraising of it or anything right, like that. Right, because um, we're going to be watching it probably on Nick.com because we don't have a Hulu account anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be interested to see how that turns out. Yeah. Um, so do we want to go into like our thought process behind the episodes we're going to watch? Right. I pulled it up. Let me, let I have me pull it, up it back well. up. You do? Yeah, you, I have it You up. have the website and everything? Yeah. So, uh, so we decided um, sort of how we're going to do things from now on is we're going to go to some source of some single source of truth to tell us, you know, what are the best episodes of a given series that we should check out? And for this, uh, for this episode, we decided to use ranker.com, which has a list of the best hair Arnold episodes of all time. It's got over 3000 votes on it for, of people just voting on what their favorite episodes of the series are. And I think, I know we said we were going to watch four, but I think we should watch five because the third and fourth ones on this list are two-parter. We could if you want. I think um, that would probably be the best thing to do. I mean, just fun fact for our, our listeners, we're recording this a week before this podcast is supposed to come out. But it's Labor Day weekend, so, so we got extra time. We do have a little bit of extra time, but also you have a bunch of comedy stuff coming up. Uh, We've been so busy with that. Uh, so um, so we need to make time to watch this because this comes out Friday. But again, again, I need these, to are, it. these are shorter episodes. They're not like hour-long long episodes they're gonna be like 22 minutes which is fine but that's how that's how uh, you know almost everything we have watched at this point was yeah we knock it out in a day we'll knock it out in a day (laughs) we'll knock it out in a day. we'll knock it out in a day okay so um so looking at rankers list here um there's five episodes we're gonna watch technically four no it's technically five well i mean four story arcs i'll say yeah four story arcs but it is five episodes so the number one episode they have here on ranker is helga on the couch which is from, it's, uh, what is it here? It doesn't say what season it's from, but it was released on December 4th, 1999. Um, so, guesstimating maybe the third season. Was, yeah, third or fourth season, I would say. 
Um, episode number two is Arnold's Christmas, which was released on December 14th, 1996. Um, the third and fourth episodes we're going to watch are The Journal, part one and part two, um, which that is the those are the episodes detailing um, Arnold's hunt for looking through his journal, looking through a journal describing the adventures of his parents in the right. jungle. So to say it's his parents journal mm-hmm. and like because I believe with his parents, while I believe they might use the word died. They apparently either died or or went missing from like a mysterious plane crash, mm-hmm. like very, um, very, it's a very mysterious death kind mm-hmm. of thing with them. Yeah. And then the fifth episode um, is going to be Parents Day, which uh, which was released on April 12th, 2000, which is sort of a precursor to the journal in a sense, um, because apparently this is the this is an episode where Arnold asks his grandpa what really happened with his parents. And he finds out that they disappeared after they left somewhere. Right. So I was right. It wasn't so. that they died, but that they went missing, kind yeah. of like Amelia Earhart style, mm-hmm. um, where like, you know, their bodies were never found, but they never came back kind mm-hmm. of thing. Number six on the list is actually Arnold's hat slash stoop kid. So. Oh, so maybe we will watch. Maybe we'll watch. Episodes. Maybe we'll watch six because I, because I want to watch that stoop kid episode again. And, and it's interesting because all of these episodes, it's it's a wide swath of time. So Helga on the Couch was released in 99. Arnold's Christmas and Arnold's Hat slash Stoop Kid were released in 96. Yeah, that was like the first season. Parents' Day was released in 2000. 2000. And then The Journal was 2002, which was the final season before it went off the air. Mm-hmm. So it's a really wide swath, but I think it'll give us an interesting look into, you know, the, the series and how it kind of progressed over time. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, that's going to be our lineup of episodes for uh, for this for this show. Do you think we should tackle it chronologically? Do you think we should tackle it based on the ranking? What do you think? So I think the three episodes that we should watch chronologically um, are... are, Parents' Day in the Journal, probably? Yes, because I think that's going to make the most sense. But I think with the other three, we could watch them however we see fit. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the nice thing about Hey Arnold is that a lot of it is self-contained stories. It's not, you know, over time. and, And those the three that are the same, which are parents day and the journal. Mm-hmm. Those are the only three episodes that do have a continuing arc that right. you do need to focus on. Whereas yeah. the other three are so self-contained. It doesn't matter how you watch them. Exactly. So, yeah, so I think that's going to be how we'll watch it. And again, we'll put this out on our social, social pages. If you want to follow along with us, if you want to watch along yep. and uh, see what we thought. So, so yeah. Uh, Lynn, do you have any other thoughts on hair Arnold before we uh, get to the couch and start watching? I still don't like Helga. <laughs> <laughs> maybe your opinion will change. Maybe maybe you'll see her as more of a as, as a different character. Me. But if you like someone, don't be mean to them. I, you know, I get that. Like like you and I, we we playfully banter. Oh yeah. But I wouldn't be like, "Hey, glasses boy." <laughs> I wouldn't call you mean names. I mean, you called me mean names. I wouldn't before. bully you. You've bullied me before. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so we're going to leave it at that, that you haven't bullied me. Okay, cool. Thank you. No problem. Anyway, um, yeah. I think, how about you, Evan? Do you have anything else to uh, say? No, uh, just that I'm excited to dive back into this. I'm anxious to see, you know, um, how it holds up after all this time. I'm interested to see, you know, if it's still if it still seems as relatable as I remember it being. Because, mm. um, I, I mean, that's the thing I've seen with some of the stuff we watch. It just it doesn't hold up and it doesn't seem as relatable. It right. seems dated. But mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how this feels. I'm interested to to dive into it and see what we think. So, awesome. Well, let's get started. Yeah. 
let's head to the couch and start watching. Welcome back to Nostalgia Cops. We just watched six episodes of Hey Arnold. Yes, six. Evan. Yes. Without giving too much information, mm-hmm. what is your like top of the dome thought of Hey Arnold? Uh, top of the dome thought is, holy crap, this show was great. This was such a fun watch. And I'm not exaggerating, folks. I am being 100% serious here. This was the most fun watch I've had with this show so far. Granted, we've only watched four shows as part of this show, but it, overall, this is one of the best shows that I've gone back and watched as like an adult that pretty much ever. Mm. Um, everything top to bottom, the writing, the animation, holds up so well and is still so relatable today. Right. That was my first take. Um like even within like watching the intro, I was like, mm-hmm. "This is exactly how I remember yeah. it." So I was really happy about that. Yeah, hearing the intro, that like jazzy little intro, just really brought me back. Like it really brought me back to like sitting on my couch watching it at home as a kid, and you know that was you know that was one of the shows I watched. And you know, even like even some of the episodes that I didn't necessarily remember off the top of my head, as soon as I watched them, and as soon as certain scenes came up. I was like, holy crap, I totally remember this. Mm-hmm. I totally remember watching this. So, yeah, it was a really, really fun nostalgia trip going back and watching that. Fun. How about you? What are your top of the dome thoughts? Well, like I said, it was like exactly how I remember. Mm-hmm. Like exactly to the point. Yeah. Um, and the more shows we watched, the more I was like, I remember this episode now. I remember mm-hmm. how this ends. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it with my parents. Um, and... I, I like I th- I said this in the in the first half. The show was something that my entire family watched, mm-hmm. um, and we all enjoyed it. And now rewatching it, I remember why we liked it so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that we watched it. Yeah, absolutely. So without further ado, let's get into it. We have six episodes that we watched, so we're gonna be to keep this podcast not two hours long. <laughs> we're gonna be um, instead of going scene by scene, we're just gonna be giving like a general summary like in the beginning, yeah. um, which Evan will probably provide because we watched this yesterday, and I just took a nap. I'm not prepared to do that. Um, do we want to um, tackle this chronologically in terms of like season episode chronologically? I think that might be the best way. Um, um, I mean, I have it, the way I have it set up is how we watched it. Oh, based on like, yeah. So, I mean, I think we can go that, that route as well. Okay, sure, I think yeah. that's fine. That works. Because, um, so there's five seasons of, um, of Hey Arnold and we really watched seasons one and five. Yeah. I think one episode was from season four, Hell yep. on the Couch. Yep. So that's really all we watched anyway. So it's not even like we watched all five seasons. It, mm-hmm. It's primarily season one and five yeah so we'll just go that route I think. okay sure that works for me all right so the first episode on our list that we watched was helga on the couch now this episode dealt with uh, a school psychologist coming to uh, ps 118 in hillwood 
and wanting to find you know subjects to to explore uh the mm-hmm. name was uh oh gosh let me find it in here the name of the psychologist was dr bliss yes she came into the school looking for somebody to kind of talk to and figure out who they're what they're all about and that person ended up being helga yes um and helga ended up going to this therapy session at first she was very very intimidated by it but then it ended up turning into her confessing her unrequited love for arnold so let me just right off the bat say that this episode really made me sympathize for Helga Mm because I think in the beginning of this podcast I was like I hate Helga I'll always hate her yeah and after watching this episode I was like now I understand Helga like now I understand why she is the way she is Mm -hmm. and I was I I had a different like look on her Mm -hmm. I basically like was shining her in a different light after that I don't hate her as much as I did I actually feel very sorry for her and her home life um, yeah, because that's something that they touch on a lot in this episode. Yes. They really go and they delve into the backstory of Helga, which, yeah. spoilers for a 20-year-old cartoon, we'll talk about that. <laughs> basically, basically, her parents are were not the best parents. They're very cold. and Her mom is a borderline uh, alcoholic. Her, her mom's a moron, is like, basically what I wrote. Well, it's funny because <laughs> I remember writing, like, she comes home and her mom's holding a drink. Yeah. And it looks like a Bloody Mary. Uh Like straight, it just looks like a Bloody Mary. And then she even goes like, I need a smoothie. So I think what they were trying to imply without bringing it up is that Helga's mom is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. She's waking up on the couch. She's putting weird things in her in her lunchbox. Yeah, she put like a, a raz- shaving cream, shaving cream, razor. a razor, and a pack of crackers for breakfast. Right, and which then leads to a joke of her dad running down the stairs with cheese whiz on his face. She's right. like, <laughs> which so I, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I think that's that's like one of the main reasons why Helga's home life is a little hectic. You have this mom that's. You know, a borderline alcoholic who's don't, doing weird things. You have the dad that's very controlling, very competitive. Mm-hmm. And then both of their parents, you know, she has an older sister, Olga, and mm-hmm. Olga's perfect in every mm-hmm. single way. Yep. And, you know, the parents look at themselves and go, well, how can we be bad parents when Olga's fine, but Helga's not? Yeah. And I think that's kind of that conflict there. Yeah. At least that's what I got. I always, I like, after watching that, I was like, Helga's mom is a fucking alcoholic. Yeah. I, so. It, it was interesting that, that I will say the scene when Helga was a baby or like younger and was going to preschool. I'm going to preschool that, now. That was such a, that was such a sad scene. I know. And then just, little Arnold's there. Yeah. Oh it's God. just like, it's one of those scenes that like brings everything full circle Mm -hmm. and i think for somebody who had watched that series from beginning to that point probably it made everything it made everything make sense for somebody watching that that was like wow okay so this is why she's the way she is Mm -hmm. because even when we we'll get to it later with like the season one episodes they hint they of course make it very overt that she that she loves arnold even though she'll never say it and she hates him and loves mm -hmm. him like it's a weird but now, love hate uh, complex with her but we understand why now because yes. he was the only person that really cared nice for her, her and was nice to her when she was young yeah but when people found out she had a crush they were making fun of her and, mm-hmm. and she was tired of you know yeah being shined in that light so she thought the best way to do it was to you know kind of put herself in a shell and, and be the mean kid mm-hmm. you know the one thing i did really like about this episode was that it really it took the time to focus on Helga's character and basically just gave Helga the entire episode. I yes. think I think with with Arnold we only got maybe two lines of dialogue and that was oh, at the yeah. very end of the episode, mm-hmm. um, which I, which I really liked. I liked the fact that they were willing to do that and they were willing to basically just 
give this give this episode to Helga and have her, you know, be the be the star of this episode and let it be all about her. I thought that was really cool. I liked it too. I liked that they gave her her moment mm-hmm. and explained her a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm just really glad that this episode exists because, like I said, from my standpoint, I hated her. I never understood why she was so mean to. To Arnold um, and and why she treated him the way she did, mm-hmm. and then after seeing this, it was like, wow, this, I, this just looks so good. And the and the thing too, I think with this episode in particular, is it's a great episode even for today's standards because it's a it was such a great way to normalize a child going through therapy like this. Yeah, it made it seem it made it seem not that scary, and I'm sure for a kid watching it, if they saw this and were like, huh. You know, I have these feelings too, but I don't know who to talk to about it. You know, they wouldn't feel as weird if a, if a school psychologist was there. They they would feel okay to go talk to somebody like this because they right. know they can go there, talk to them about these things, and they know they're going to be safe. They know they're not going to have to worry about any sort of um, retaliation or anything like that. Right. And, and it, I think what I liked about it too is that it was, it was a very um, forthcoming episode for the time mm-hmm. because therapy... While, while it's not a new concept back then, it, it was treated as such mm-hmm. because it was starting to finally be normalized for people yeah. who had problems. And I think it was a good way to touch on it where, you know, hey, if your parents are telling you therapy is not OK, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's not a bad thing to open up to people. It's not a bad thing to, to say your feelings, especially to someone who can help you mm-hmm. um, convert those feelings into being a better person. Yeah. So I, I really like that as well. Um, and and just and for more of a general sense of like the show overall, the animation still amazing. I I, I think this holds up so well animation wise. Mm-hmm. Voice acting is still really good. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. It's it's a great example of a show that has stood the test of time, and I think mm-hmm. an art style like that, where it's it's very much just basically the static backgrounds with the characters animated on top. Yeah, it works so well. But the, I would ha- I would have I would. Um, argue with most people the static background is a bit more detailed than normal exactly whereas like if you take the city backgrounds from say Powderpuff Girls and Mm -hmm. you compare it to this completely different night and day Um, Powerpuff Girls like with them it's a city but it's not it's really just a blotch of color Mm -hmm. and and with Hey Arnold it looks way better it feels alive it really does it does it feels like a city you know it feels like you're you're in the streets with Arnold and Mm -hmm. I love it yeah I love it so much yeah um, so I think we're all done talking about Helga on the couch. Yeah, very strong, very strong way to start our viewing. Yes. I think it was because we both, after the first episode, looked at each other and we're like, we're like, oh my god, I love this. Yeah, we were very excited. We were so excited. Yes. Um, this ended up being a really fun night. We ordered pizza. Yeah. We, we had so much fun. Yeah. Um, so Arnold's Christmas, which is in season one, was next. Yep. Season one, episode eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this episode, it's basically it was the Christmas special for the first season, where basically, um. Arnold wanted to. Uh, where is it here? Arnold um, showing up as a different number episode on Wikipedia here, which is confusing me. So, um, so basically, one of the people that lives in the boarding home, Mister Wynn, um, we find out that his daughter uh, and him were separated during. I believe I'm going to assume it was the Vietnam it, War. It was the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to assume it was that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Arnold, Arnold gets Mister Wynn as his secret Santa uh, person. So he decides he's going to go and do 
all the, he's going to find Mr. Wynn's daughter for him and give him the best Christmas ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the subplot of this episode is Helga wanting these uh, uh, Nancy Spumoni snow boots. Yeah, the, the I, snow boots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it and it turns out in the end that you know Arnold ends up having to do this favor for a guy in the records department uh, for for Hillwood to be able to find uh, Mr. Wynn's daughter, mm-hmm. but he gets everything on the list for this guy. He does all his Christmas shopping, but he can't get these snow boots. Yeah, and it's it's so bad that like when he goes to the department stores and asks for them, people are like laughing in his face. They laugh at him, which is... I, I was like, okay, whoa, retail worker. Like, yeah. you you can't laugh at this boy. Which, this little boy is s- not fair. Side note, what? all of those shoe stores, yeah. all of the employees wore the same exact outfit all across the city. That doesn't surprise me. But if it was a different shoe store, like that's that's weird. Like No, you- it does not surprise me. When you when you think about it, when you think about a retail store and what they sell, mm-hmm. a lot of the clothing is very similar and especially with department stores, they make you dress a certain way, normally normally like white button down with black pants. Okay. You know, you have to look uniform, people have to be able to recognize you. So for me, like as somebody who worked in retail for almost 5 years, I get it. Mm-hmm. I I totally understand. Yeah. That look. Yeah. So so finally at the end of the episode, um, Helga has to decide whether, you know, to have a nice Christmas for herself with these Nancy Spumoni snow boots that she really wanted, or does she want to help? Because she ends up finding the list um, that Arnold and Gerald were using during the shopping trip. And she's stalking Arnold. And she's too. stalking Arnold the whole yeah. time, of mm-hmm. course. Um, but she ends up giving uh, giving the records clerk the snow boots, and in the finale we see that Mr. Wynn is reunited with his daughter. My. 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 Yes. Um, overall thoughts of this episode i thought it was a beautiful episode it made me tear up a little it did. bit it did i was like this is so sweet um the animation during the vietnam sequence was really striking i agree stylistically i, like, I thought it was a really nice choice to do that do different too. art style yeah for that i i thought it was it was a good choice personally um and i i just thought it was really well done i thought again for this being the first season mm-hmm very well done um especially bringing up the the vietnam war in in the 90s Mm -hmm. that's something that 90s children don't really give a second thought to like Mm -hmm. we know what happened my uncle was in in the vietnam war i know what happened i Mm -hmm. just don't know you know at the time i didn't know what it was about i didn't know that it was it was a very tough war for america because it really wasn't our war to fight we just kind of intervened and Mm -hmm. and um i thought that was a very good topic to bring up to children and be like hey this happened and Mm -hmm. and you know kind of put it in the perspective of a citizen living in Vietnam and mm-hmm. seeing what they went through. I thought that yeah. was really interesting. Yeah, and and I think the big thing with this episode uh, relating to sort of the morality of it, I think the the idea that they presented of, you know, it's not about it's not about what you receive on Christmas, it's about, you know, how you give. Right. And it's about what you do for others that mm-hmm. really makes it special. I think that was a beautiful message to send and it's and it and it's sort of it it sort of ties into my feelings overall about the series after watching it again is just it felt like craig bartlett wanted to do something different with this series and wanted to make it very much a series that all kids could relate to right because you you look at the you look at the kids in hillwood and you see that they're that they're all different kinds of kids Mm -hmm. you know you've got you've got the you've got the weird kids you've got the cool kids you've got all these different you've got the girls and the boys you know all different races colors creeds Mm -hmm. all together they're not separated they're not in cliques Mm -hmm. they all hang out together it's not like they're even even helga hangs out with arnold like Mm -hmm. there there was um this is kind of going forward a little bit i think it was in the journal Mm-hmm. You know, they're all going to the local like amusement park for the day. Mm-hmm. 
And Helga invites Arnold at first and, mm-hmm. you know, is like, why don't you come with us? And, yeah. And so you do get like this um, very interesting look into it where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they don't always get along, but they do all hang out together. Like, yeah. It's a very interesting look inside, you know, the whole idea of like, mm-hmm. you know, right and wrong and who you can be friends with and all of that. Yeah. And, and I and I very much appreciate and respect Craig Bartlett for not, you know, not taking the easy way out with something like this and, you know, wanting to actually put out stories that, you know, actually can tug at you a little bit and can actually make you think. And, yeah. And, you know, and are a bit bit tougher for the for the average kid to have to hear. Mm-hmm. But something that I think kids that may not be as well represented in, you know, television or cartoons or something like that can absolutely relate to. Mm-hmm. And this was a great example of that. Um, absolutely. I think one of my notes I had for this um, one of the fun notes I had was that if all kids had half the determination and willpower as Arnold, the world would be an amazing place. Yeah, right. Because God, the fact that that kid was so willing to just be like, "Yeah, I'll do all your Christmas shopping for you. I just want you to help me so I can help this other person." Yeah. You know, it's like, God, man, like. Yeah, we all need a little bit of Arnold in yeah. our in our souls. Yeah. Um, and I also mentioned that Helga being selfless is a great part is a great part of the episode and really adds to her overall character arc. Well, that was my thing too because we see this a couple times with Helga in a couple of different episodes where, mm-hmm. where, you know, yes, she's her mean standoffish self, but then she goes around a corner and goes, "Okay, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like I see, I see that they are struggling, and I feel bad, and I want to help." Mm-hmm. And we see this a few times. Um, and I think, I think it's a very good. Um, part of her character mm-hmm. where like yeah she's mean but she does have feelings she is human and yeah. and she does have this inner conflict of like do I do what's right or do I just do what is good for me like I'm taught to do things that are good for me but mm-hmm. I want to help this you see that conflict with her more than once and I love it I love that she's such a dimensional character mm-hmm. um, and I love that you know she does have these conflicts within her and go okay well what's right here you know like what what would be the good decision to make mm-hmm. what would make me feel good and them feel good and yeah. i love it i just i don't know i went from hating her to just really liking her as a character yeah definitely agreed and the one thing the one quote i'll end this end this talk on is a miracle is a miracle and that's all there is to it mm-hmm. it's great that was a great quote in that i episode. like it yeah. yeah okay so moving on um the next episode was next episodes were the journal parts one and two yes this was like almost an hour long for yeah. us um unfortunately we kind of watched this a little out of order with, yeah, the, ne- we, with the next episode we on should the list. have watched parents day first mm-hmm. um but the, i think i think we're okay watching the journal so the the one thing with the journal and parents day if uh, we had explained this the first part of the of this episode but Parents Day and the Journal, even though they're both part of season five, the Journal is two years later mm-hmm. than Parents Day. Yeah. It came out two years afterward, and is the setup for the new Hey Arnold movie that just came out. Um, Technically, I think it was intended to be a cliffhanger before the movie came out, but they ended up releasing some more episodes after it came out. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that either. It's actually the last episode that was produced. Yes, um, it was. It was, no, this is, this episode is actually copyrighted 2001, 
the last episode produced originally designed as a cliffhanger as a lead-in to the Jungle movie, a theatrical feature that was canceled and years later revived as a two-part television movie. Mm -hmm. So this was actually supposed to lead in to the movie that came out last year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I got from it. Okay, so yeah. That's what I meant. Because the original movie was a different story. The original theatrical movie that came out in 2002 was a completely different thing. That was very different, yes. But this was that's what I was trying to get at, is that... um, this is obviously the cliffhanger that leads up to the movie that was just released. Mm-hmm. Um, what, like, not even a year ago? Yeah, it was 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's what I was getting from it. Um, I apologize I, for misunderstanding. No, it's okay. It's okay because you're right. They did release another movie. They released another like TV movie mm-hmm. thing at some point. I don't even remember what it was about, but it was nothing to do with the journal. Yeah, because it was about uh, the movie was about um, Joe, Arnold Gerald and Helga try to save their neighborhood from an evil businessman named Sheck right. who's trying to demolish their neighborhood to put up a shopping mall. Right, exactly. Um, so just to give you guys a little bit of information about the journal, um, part one and part two, basically um, the anniversary of um, Arnold's parents' disappearance is um, has arrived, and. Arnold at first goes, okay, I don't want anything to do with them. I'm tired of thinking about them. I'm tired of wondering if they're going to come back. Um, And as he's putting his stuff away, his grandfather finds his dad's old journal. And so it's basically um, Arnold's grandparents and him sitting down and reading about um, Miles and Stella's journey that they took together before settling down with Arnold in in the city with his parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the... So general thoughts on this on these episodes, I I really like the storytelling in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very interesting because I I almost feel like they used two different animation styles for the the scenes with Arnold and um, and Grandma and Grandpa, and then with Miles and Stella. It felt like it was it felt like it was two completely different episodes. That if you were to just separate them apart, it would feel like two different two completely different shows. Mm, I think it was mostly in part two because I didn't see any difference with the animation style and maybe that was just me not paying attention. Uh Um, But I think that was mostly due to the fact that um, the stories focusing on Miles and Stella, who are Arnold's parents, Mm -hmm. they are mostly set in San Lorenzo in Mm -hmm. in South America. You know, his mom was a botanist and a doctor. Dad was an archaeologist. They both both wanted to come together Mm -hmm. and help small villages. That, That was their thing. They wanted to make life better for small um, untouched villages mm-hmm. to kind of you know help them along in different ways yeah I think I think the reason why I, I may have thought the animation style was a bit different was just because of the setting I think just having a having a much more vibrant setting like that right compared lend, to like their you know compared to like dense city of Hillwood leads it right le, uh, lends itself to being a little bit more of a a more attractive city to like animate and you know mm-hmm. set a story in and it and basically the entire the entire um portion of you know the episode focusing on arnold and his grandparents it's on the living room mm-hmm. so you just see the wood paneling you just see their um their lamp shaped like a fish you know mm-hmm. you don't you don't see much you know you have you have arnold's grandmother doing weird shit oh but god i love that woman I, she's she's fantastic i have i have a note saying grandma pookie is fucking bonkers she is crazy i think this was the episode where um he went out arnold went outside at one point and um you just see a grandmother in the background uh, mopping a rug yeah just mopping a rug <laughs> yeah. um one one of the funny things i remember in this episode was when 
when Arnold and Grandma and Grandpa got Chinese food halfway through, and they were right. and they were doing and uh, Grandpa sings this weird song about chop suey, which is funny. Yeah, and then he then he's like, "Hang on, Arnold, I gotta open up my fortune cookie," and he opens up his fortune yeah. cookie, and the lucky numbers were thirteen, thirteen, and six, six, six. And he was like, "Looks like my legs turning around," and oh my god, it was so funny. It was just a, a subtle two second joke that mm-hmm. just showed up on the screen and made me lose it. Yeah, that was good. I it liked was, it. It was just so funny. Um, it, and it was a great way to kind of expound on the relationship between Arnold and his grandparents and to mm-hmm. kind of show how much of, how strong of a relationship. And I think Parents Day, ex- Parents Day, you know, shows that even more. I think that Parents Day really highlights on it. Yeah. Compared to um, the journal. The journal is mostly focusing on Arnold's parents mm-hmm. um, and the adventures they took. Mm-hmm. So like Arnold and Arnold does say to his grandfather, he's like, wow, you didn't make up a lot of the stories. And he was like, I told you, like mm-hmm. they really did go out and do all of these things. And, yeah. you know, um, Arnold's parents eventually become friends with like the green eyed people who's like this untouched, underdeveloped um, village. And they help them out in many ways. And and it, it was very interesting. Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't know like I honestly I was so involved um, in watching this episode this and, and Parents Day that I don't have a lot of notes yeah it, um, it, the and the thing I'll say is I really enjoyed how they how they handled the end portion with Arnold's parents having to go back away it was very mature yeah, yeah. and and going through the whole thing of Arnold growing up after after they had him it was it was very it was very sweet the way they did it of mm-hmm. how you know they showed Arnold growing up in that first you know year and a half that they moved back to Hillwood mm-hmm. and just you know they were just how good of parents they were and how crushing it was for them to have to leave him behind yeah like they they, they didn't want to but it was mm-hmm. something they had to do yeah they really they really they really made it they they didn't play it as like this as like this silly stupid trope that like they didn't run off to do more adventures without him they yeah. ran off to do one more adventure and come back yeah because they because they were doing it for him they wanted to you know have a better life they for wanted him. to settle down they yeah. wanted to you know cuz they cause, give their time to arnold cuz they, ta- they when they were talking to Eduardo, they're like i have we have a family now you know things are different we can't mm-hmm. keep doing this yeah, but and and just to give a little bit more insight because we're kind of dancing around the episode. Yeah. Um, Arnold's family, Arnold's parents become very close with the green-eyed people. They they help, um, they help like fight off um, basically a plague. It's a sleeping sickness. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what they call it. Um, and when it comes back, the green-eyed people ask for their help again through Eduardo, mm-hmm. and they kind of feel like they don't have a choice because the green-eyed people helped out Stella when she was giving birth to Arnold because a volcano went off and she had nowhere to give birth to the, this child. And, and Arnold was a miracle baby because as soon as he was born, the volcano stopped. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, um, so they kind of felt like they had to help them because after all, this village was basically family to them. Yeah. And they knew that Miles and Stella knew that if they were in trouble, the Green Knight people would help them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of felt like, okay, let's go do this. Let's do this one more time, and um, and that's kind of how it ends. Because after you know, after they leave, you get a very sweet picture of them um, in a plane, and and Stella looking at a picture of Arnold, and then you get the, you know, the say the same old saying from from Grandpa. You know, well that's they didn't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, we never heard from them again after they left. Yeah. So. So that's kind of where it leads off to, and and I thought it was really well done. Yeah, very very nice way to to expound on on what they talk about in Parents Day, and to give that give that its time in the sun, and you know actually, you know 
talk about it in great detail because I'm sure I, I'm sure when they made Parents Day, they knew they were eventually going to hint on it and talk about it more. I think it was their. I think it was their. They they wanted to end the series, um, shedding some light on his parents because I don't think they talked about the parents much. I don't think I don't think so. I mean, we'd have to go back and watch. I some would. More. I, yeah, like I can't. I can't speak for the show entirely, but I don't remember. I don't remember many episodes being about his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they wanted to shed some light on that before ending the series. But due to whatever budget costs, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. they kind of were left to put it on Parents' Day for a little bit until they could revisit and, um, you know, do the journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the very end, the last scene we get of the journal is Arnold um reading his father's journal one more time and then realizing that the last page is stuck together mm-hmm. and he now has a map to where they flew to yep. and he runs upstairs and he immediately tells his grandfather. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously a cliffhanger and, and we had to wait about 15 years to finally get the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, which I definitely want to watch now. I do too. I really want to sit down and watch it. Absolutely want to watch it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is the journal parts one and two. Yep. And then moving right along, we have one more episode to present. No, two, actually. Two. Well, yeah. we have Stoop Kids still. One and a half. I, one and a half, I think, yeah. is a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, one and a half. And I don't have a lot of... I have, like, next to no notes Because it's such a kid. short episode, but it's... it's 15 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. Um, pre- Parents' Day is next. Yes. So Parents' Day is technically, like we said, before the journal. So we probably should have watched this first, but we didn't. But that's okay. Yeah, par- <laughs> Parents' Day is part retelling of basic... Is, is sort of a shorter, you know, telling of the story that we get in the journal. Um, basically gives the same, you know, kind of backstory. About of, half of this is retelling. Yeah, yeah. basically half of it. Um, and then the other half, the Parents' Day half, is uh, Arnold and his grandma and grandpa are part of the uh, annual parents' parents tournament at school. And can I just say one thing? Parents' tournament weekend. Yes, parents' tournament weekend. Can I just say one thing? Sure, go ahead. Uh, one of my notes, and I, I made this a very good point. Um, knowing that there's a child in your class that has no parents, wouldn't you at least call this event family weekend and yeah. parents weekend? Like, why wouldn't you make that a thing? Especially like, and, and you can fight. Well, it's always been parents weekend. Fine. Fight that all you want. Yeah. But you just have to change the name this once. So mm-hmm. this one child doesn't feel left out with, with everybody else. Cause that's the point mm-hmm. that everyone around him is making. Well, you don't have any parents. Why would you come? But it, but You're it also, the orphan boy. It also seems like it, he's done this previously with them. Like it seems like I don't know if it's if if I could have sworn they mentioned that they did oh, it previously. Maybe I don't know. I thought I thought it was just the grade that they were in. Maybe like I don't this know. specific grade does could be. Fa- fa- parents weekend. Which, by the way, side note, hmm. they mention it numerous times. These kids are like nine or ten. Mm-hmm. They all sound way older than ten years old, and they all look way older than ten well, years old. They, they were nine or ten for about five years. So yeah, that's probably why. It's basically like the Simpsons effect or the South Park effect. Exactly. The I, South Park kids have been in fourth grade for fucking twenty years. I so. think. I think my only criticism of this show is that it would have helped if if Arnold aged. I think it would have helped them. His voice actor did. His voice actor well, def- <laughs> definitely changed from season one to season yes. four and five. Yes. Um, it would it would definitely help if they aged these children and moved them up in the world, mm-hmm. and I think that was kind of one of their downfalls is because these us as children were getting older, but these characters were not. So we were going, mm-hmm. why are we watching these kids? Yeah. Um. So I think that would have helped them, especially if you know if they did age five years, that would mean that Arnold is you know in high school and and, and getting ready to graduate, and mm-hmm. and that would be so interesting, you oh, know. Yeah. That would be so interesting to see him almost an adult, and I kind of wish that they did that. 
But I'd love to see them. I'd love to see them tackle this show now. If right. they did like, if they did like a grown-up version of Hey Arnold, right. like they did with Rugrats. But I feel like if they brought back the original creative team, they could do it way better than they did with Rugrats, all grown up. Oh, probably. Way better. Probably, yeah. But that—that's just my. I think my only criticism is mm-hmm. that I—I I really wish that these characters aged with us because their maturity does in a sense, but they're all still supposed to be younger than mm-hmm. ten. Yeah. And that doesn't really add up. In it's my a val- It's a valid criticism. Yeah. A valid criticism. Um, so yeah, basic, basically the whole point of the other parent portion of the Parents Day episode is that uh, Arnold does this family week tournament weekend with his grandparents, but partway through realizes that he doesn't want to do it because he feels uncomfortable with the fact that his grandparents are there and his real parents aren't there. Yeah, he gets called orphan boy. He yep. gets reminded that he's an orphan, mm-hmm. and and especially hearing the word orphan, he he doesn't yeah. like it. And I don't not saying that like that's weird i i totally understand Mm -hmm. like if that was my childhood trauma if my if my biggest problem in my childhood was that my parents never returned from a a trip across the sea or a trip you know to south america or something like that Mm -hmm. i would be devastated if someone felt the need to bring it up and remind me that i am an orphan and that i have no kids Mm -hmm. or no no parents my bad um so that that in my mind i totally get Mm -hmm. and i thought Especially because the first person who says it is Helga's dad, Bob. Yeah. Big Bob. Bob is a dick. Bob is a dick. He straight up be- right in front of in Arnold calls him orphan boy. Beeper selling Hummer driving dick. <laughs> and um and even Helga is like, Dad, why did you say that? Like she even she when he calls Arnold orphan boy and then sees Arnold's face, she's like dad why did you say that like why would you say and and he's just like what it's true he's an orphan everyone knows it and mm-hmm. and it's just like oh my god like i my heart broke for arnold yeah that you know a parent a an adult with a job and and children didn't understand the idea of you don't you don't say that yeah you just you don't. don't say that mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and Bob's just such an asshole here. Yeah. I mean, he, he's always an asshole. Yeah, but. he was so focused on just winning that stupid trophy that right. anything else didn't matter to him. And it was just like the dumbest, it's a fourth grade trophy. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Um, so basically the rest of the episode, I think, so after Arnold becomes disheartened, him and his grandpa sit down and they talk about, they talk about his parents, if I remember correctly, right? They, he goes into detail about that and talks to him a little bit about them and tells him a story about them. Yes, he does tell stories. And, um, he talks about why they left. Um, a little bit, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a little bit more vague. Yeah, it's it, it's not the green eyed people. It's a village that they yeah. helped once that they have to go back and help again. But they do. But it. But a lot. But the scenes where they are told that they have to go back, basically shot for it's, shot. It's basic. Yeah. It was basically like they took the scenes from this episode and planted them in the journal. Yep. Basically, e- exactly how it is. Yeah. Um. And then you also get insight into Arnold and the way he was when his parents didn't return. Yeah, growing up after that. You know, when he was a toddler and he's, you know, where's my mom and dad? I can't find my mom and dad. There was this really trippy flashback sequence where it was like him in in his dreams going through like his growing up phase. Mm -hmm. Um, And at one point it was... um, he woke up in the middle of the night, was crawling through the hallway, and found Grandpa. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, I can't find my talking. mom and dad. I can't find my yep. parents. And he was like, "Oh well, let me tell you a, a story about your parents." And this was like an embellished story that he made up. Mm-hmm. But um, there were 
stories you you get the idea that there were stories in between his embellished ones that were real Mm -hmm. and that his parents really did do these amazing things Mm -hmm. um you know in a third world country that and and help them out in in a wonderful wonderful way i think the cool thing too is it also showed how his relationship with his grandparents evolved as he grew up well yeah he he wasn't looking at at them as um guardians anymore but mm -hmm. more like parents after a while yeah which is why in the end he eventually realized that you know he decided to continue doing the tournament because his pa- his grandparents were just as much of his parents as his real parents were. Exactly. And grandma and grandpa ended up kicking ass at the end of the tournament. Hell yeah. Uh, grandpa ends up sweeping Bob off his feet during a jello joust competition. Yes. And just knocks him off and mm-hmm. and they end up winning. No, they don't win cuz Phoebe's family wins Phoebe's the tournament. Phoebe's family wins. Phoebe's family wins. Yes. But we don't know if we don't they don't tell us where Arnold places. I'm assuming because he didn't do well in the wheelbarrow race because Gerald's dad fell and knocked everybody else over. Right. So that's that's actually the one thing I liked about this show is that in the end, neither Helga's family or Arnold's family won. Mm-hmm. It was a separate family. Yeah. Um, I liked how that conflict, like they, they didn't give the trophy to like the quote unquote evil person, but they also didn't give the trophy to Arnold just because he learned the importance of family. Exactly. Um, I liked that. It, it wasn't about who won in the end. It was about realizing what's important. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that when they hit that. And I didn't, and I think the reason why they don't mention placement is because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like the underlying lesson here was that Arnold comes to accept his, you know, fully accept his grandparents as also his parents. Yeah. And I think that's really what they wanted to hit other than, you know, like the competition was just a competition. Exactly. You know, that's yeah. really what they were trying to say. Yeah. And I really, really liked that. I, I liked that underlying tone. I also liked the ending a lot where um, after the tournament, Arnold comes home and he's sitting in his room. He's laying there and then he looks outside. He looks out through his skylight and he sees a plane and of course it's a dream sequence of course mm-hmm. but he sees a plane on the roof and he hops in the plane flies away because we all, we do get a hint of that earlier in the flashback sequence mm-hmm. where he's a baby and he's in the plane I, th- is it, I think it's with grandma or grandpa and they're flying Something around like that, yeah. um, and then at the end he gets into a plane that's basically the same one that his mom and dad flew away in mm-hmm. and he's just he, he flies away and that's how we end the episode as he flies into the clouds yeah that made me tear up a little bit yeah mm-hmm. yeah great way, to, great way to end the episode mm-hmm so yeah, so that is Parents' Day, and finally, this was one I requested to do because <laughs> I love this episode. It's one of my favorites. And after after we watched it, I was like, I totally remember this episode yep. now. Yeah, uh, we had to watch Stoop Kid, Stoop Kid, season one, episode three, part of the episode Arnold's Hat slash Stoop Kid. So I have one note, mm-hmm. just one note uh-huh. from this entire episode, and okay. it, I think it really has to say something about the episode. I wrote, Stoop, Stoop Kid reminds me of Russian Spy from my neighborhood. So the, Evan's looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, Russian Spy in my neighborhood, there was a guy that lived on the corner. I, I grew up in a suburban um, town, and there was a guy that lived in one of the corners of the neighborhoods. And no one knew much about him. He didn't really talk to himself. Um, if, if you saw him outside, it was either because he was smoking, mowing his lawn, or doing both at the same time. And so the kids in my neighborhood called him the Russian spy like mm-hmm. we all were joking like what does he do for like a living because mm-hmm. he has a really nice house he has really nice cars mm-hmm. you don't see him with anybody and so we called him Russian spy mm-hmm. and we would joke and say yeah he must go on like crazy 
you know, Russian missions and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and we ended up learning um, early on that actually was um, later on in our life. It, it was actually kind of a sad story. He moved there with his wife um, and things got messy. She was working all the time and, and they never saw each other. So she left. So mm-hmm. he bought this house in hopes to raise a family and it was just him living there. Oh, and we were embellishing all these stories about him when in reality, it was actually a much sadder story. Yeah. Um, and, and we didn't figure that out. I think I didn't figure that out until I was like an adult. Um, but that's what it reminded me of is like, you know, we all have that one person on, on the, in the neighborhood that we just kind of assume things of Mm -hmm. and he was mine Russian spy. Yeah. So basically just a basic outline of the story. If you haven't seen this episode is basically, so Arnold and Arnold and the kids in the neighborhood are playing football and they, all of a sudden they kick their football and it lands on this stoop in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And this is like a really rundown stoop. And Stoop Kid, they have all these like urban legends about him that he like killed a kid because he jumped because he stepped on the stoop or yeah. stuff like this. And that like he grew, he grew from the ground and and now lives there on the stoop. And yeah. All of that. Um. When in actuality, when the and when Arnold kicked the football over there, he was super nervous to go over there and get it. And when he went over to try to get it the first time, he ended up running away mm-hmm. because because Stoop Kid. Stoop Kid's very intimidating when you first when you first see him. Well, he he is intimidating because anyone who comes near his stoop, he harasses. Yeah, he does. Um, but you never see him leave. Yeah, the steps of his stoop. He'll go to the very last step, but he won't step off of it. Yeah, and and they also show Arnold ends up waiting in a garbage can overnight to see if he can see if the Stoop Kid ends up leaving. And at one point during the night, he sees Stoop Kid trying to read a book. Um, he's I think it's the little engine that could that he's trying to mm-hmm. read, and he's just. He's having trouble reading, and he's like, "I, I think I can. I think I can." And yeah. he's just, and you get, you get the sense of, "Oh, okay, so there's more to this kid than we think." Well, and I think we, you really hit that when they finally get the ball back, mm-hmm. and Arnold says out loud, "Stoop, kid's afraid to leave a stoop," mm-hmm. and so everyone starts chanting it, making fun of him, and mm-hmm. and I think that's when I realized I was like. He is afraid to leave his stoop. He's 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 got agoraphobia. He's afraid to leave his home, mm-hmm. um, and it, yeah. it was a much bigger underlying problem than anybody could have imagined. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, because after that point, we we get a shot where Arnold is walking through the neighborhood later, and you hear Stoop Kid crying, and Arnold then decides that he's going to help Stoop Kid leave the stoop, mm-hmm. and we go through this whole like training montage kind of thing, right? Where, where they go through this whole. I think at one point Arnold coaxes him down with an with an ice cream sundae. Yeah, but he won't leave. He won't leave. Um, I forget what eventually gets him to step off. I forget what it is. But I remember when he does step off, it was like a huge crowd. Yeah. Um, it was in the, the newspaper. Yeah, it was like, there must have been like 2,000 people right. around on that street. Like, it was like from every borough yeah. in, <laughs> in the neighborhood kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like it was in the newspaper. And then at the end of the episode, um, Stoop kid tells Arnold, "Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be leaving my stoop anytime soon." And Arnold's like, "What? Why? Like, we just went through all that." He was like, "Yeah, well, now that I know I can leave it, I can leave whenever I want." And he's mm-hmm. like, "And I can harass people wherever I want to now." And Arnold was like, "That really wasn't the point of the story, but okay." And uh-huh. and that's kind of like where that leads off to, which I, I thought was hilarious. I, what was the name? Oh God, I'm trying to remember the name of that character. The the one he chases at the end. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up real quick because I need to, I need to know for my own. Um, for my own knowledge because I get I got frustrated a lot of times watching this because I could remember I the characters looked familiar. I just couldn't I can't remember their names. I can't remember their names. Yeah. And it sucks. Oops, I dropped my thing. Jeez, man, come on. We are. Uh supporting characters. Uh da 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 
Da -da -da. Da -da -da. Looking to see. Da -da 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 -da. Come on, is it? It's not Eugene, is it? No, it's not Eugene. No. Uh, it's the kid. It's the dopey kid. Yeah, I'm trying to find his name because we found Stinky Peterson. Yes. Um, what's his name? Oh God, this sucks. I can't think of it. Shit. Okay, I'll have to find. I'll have to find it then. But uh, yeah, it's. But really though, for being a short episode, I really thought this was a great, a great episode with a quick. With a quick arc that really made a lot of sense. Harold. Harold. Harold, was, Harold Berman was his name. There we go. So at the end of the at the end of the episode, Harold Berman comes walking down the street with a suitcase for some reason. And ice cream. Eating a popsicle. Oh, popsicle. There we go. And he's like, Yeah, stoop kid's not leaving his stoop. <laughs> and then he ends up and the stoop kid ends up coming off the coming off the Just stoop. Jumping off the stoop. Yeah. Which I remember watching that as a kid and being like, I would be terrified if oh, someone yeah. did this. Oh yeah. And uh, and he ends up running after Eugene and knocks him down, and, yeah. and he, yell, he calls him fatty, which I thought was funny, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, that was that was stupid kid. That was uh, Hey Arnold in general yeah. for us. So Lynn, overall, how would you on uh, on a scale of one to five football heads, uh, how would you rate how would you rate Hey Arnold as a twenty four year old? Four point five football heads. Oh uh, really? Um yeah, because I I think my, like I said, my only qualm with the show is that. Arnold didn't age mm -hmm. and I think that was just kind of um, in my opinion my only criticism of it mm -hmm. is that I wish him and his friends aged with us mm -hmm. and that we would get um, you know other stories focusing on kids more of our age as we grew up with him and, mm -hmm. and everything because this came out in 96 uh, yeah started in 96 ended so, in 02 so. so I was two when it came out yeah um, and and that would have been cool to see you mm -hmm. know if if Arnold grew up with my family kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that would be my only qualm. Yeah. Um, how about you? Uh, I'd have to say, I'd have also have to say four, four and a half out of five football mm -hmm. heads. Um, animation's great. Uh, some of the jokes, some of the jokes, a lot of the jokes were actually pretty good. Some of them kind of didn't land and some of it's a little dated, but, mm -hmm. but for the most part, excellent writing animation style is great. Mm -hmm. uh, voice acting, very, pretty good all around. Um, it's still just a great show still super relatable even in today's times um, a lot of stuff can apply to kids nowadays and I think would be very beneficial for kids to watch nowadays right especially do especially with a lot of the representation that they have a lot of the diversity a lot of the subject matter that they touch on really really positive messages for kids even nowadays so I agree yeah um, and I really liked it um, it was a great it was a great watch it was not a it was not one of those shows where you sit down and you're like oh god I have to sit through this like Code Lyoko, <clears throat> but <laughs> Code Lyoko is still it's still pretty high up there. Listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you to the day I die on that. That it was I just don't like it, and that's just my personal opinion. But this I can honestly say is probably the best show that I've come back and watched as an adult probably ever. So mm. very very strong show, and I, we highly recommend that you go check it out. Um, all five seasons are available on Hulu. Um, and I also believe the movie is if you have like the Showtime add-on, but we'll have mm. to see if we can find a link to where the movie might be. Yeah, I'm um, not sure where we could find that. At least just streaming links to like certain websites that may have it, or you know, at least tell you where you can find it. But mm -hmm. we know you can find the series on Hulu. Uh, if you have a Hulu subscription, you can find it there. So. Right. So there's only one thing left to do, Evan. Oh, there is. And you're gonna have to open up Word to do it. Oh boy. Gotta we got to. Um, we got to find out what our next show is. Yes. So I think I um, told you how to do this last time. Just yes. delete 
my little blurb about Arnold. Uh huh. And then figure out what has been written up. I have to do some more write up soon. Okay. To figure out what number I wrote up to and then select a random number. Okay. Between one and whatever that number is. Okay. Okay. So, Lynn, we have 14 shows on the list here. Yes. 14 shows for you to pick from. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to need you to select a number randomly from 1 to 14 for this. 12. 12. The number 12. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Lynn, the show you chose was the Disney classic, <gasps> Kim Possible. Bam, 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 bam. What's the sitch, Wade? <laughs> oh, I'm really excited. Um, This uh, was an, uh, this was a favorite of mine as a kid. This was one that I, I didn't watch a lot of, but I, I, I th- could have sworn my sister watched a lot of. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should get your sister on this podcast. Maybe we can have Emily guest on this podcast and yeah. watch we'll Kim Possible her. with us. We'll, we'll ask her if she wants. We'll ask. Which, if you haven't listened to Read Between, if you listen to our other podcast, the Read Between podcast, we just had my twin sister Emily on. Uh, on this past week's episode, on this past Monday's episode. It was so much fun. Honestly, one of my favorite episodes that we've right. ever recorded of that show. Yes, so I agree. if you haven't listened, go check it out. It's a great episode. Um, but yeah, so next month we will be tackling Kim Possible and uh, in all of its glory. So yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. It's actually a paid one from what I saw. That There's no streaming otherwise, so we might have to buy it. We might have to buy it. Or we'll find some other methods to watch it. I don't I want to give my computer a virus. I'm going to be using mine anyway. <laughs> but I want to give your computer a virus. It does everything for us. True. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll figure it out yeah, along the way. We'll figure it out. Maybe we can like go on like um, Amazon and like yeah, buy some episodes Probably. Or yeah. Maybe we'll... I think we might do like we did this time where we go to like a site and find like the top episodes of it to kind of give us... I a think g- that's how we should do it from now on. Yeah. Instead of watching just like four random episodes back to back. Yeah. I think that would be the best way to handle it. Yeah. This like this 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 time was a great way to figure it out to get some like really commonly well-liked yeah. episodes of it. Mm-hmm. So that might be a good thing to do with Kim Possible as well. So I think that'll yes. be our strategy going forward. All right. Sounds good. Cool. Um, Evan. Yes. What do you want to promote? Uh, so right now uh, I'm in the midst of rehearsals for my next big show at Steel Stacks coming up at the end of September. It's called Sitcom Night Sweeps Week. Uh, I probably talked about this on one of our other podcasts at some point last year. Uh, sitcom Night is a comedy show where we do improvised sitcoms. We have these loose ideas of sitcoms that we're going to do, and we're going to do them off the top of our heads with very little knowledge of how it's going to go. Uh, right on stage and we're going to have some cool filmed commercials that in between it's going to feel like you're actually sitting watching an actual sitcom taping so uh, that show is going to be at the end of September Saturday September 29th we're doing two shows that night one at 730 and one at 945 highly recommend coming to the 945 one because that is the past primetime one which will be a little bit crazier than the first one but come to both because they're both going to be fun so just see it back to just back. see it back to back yeah buy two tickets why, why not get some pizza at lehigh pizza yeah. come back refresh yourself yeah you'll be good yeah if you're not from pennsylvania make the drive it's a fun time <laughs> if you're from florida make the drive if you're from florida the flights aren't that bad <laughs> you can get a flight to abe on allegiant for like 80 bucks why not? Oh my God. But but no, if you are in the area, it would be great if you come check it out. Uh, for information on that show, as well as the bevy of other shows that I do at Steel Stacks, you can go to www.steelstacks.org slash comedy. And how about social media? Anything you want oh, to plug? Oh, God, social media. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me on Twitter at E underscore Williamson 93. That's where I post all of my musings and retweet funny stuff. Uh, I, re- I like to retweet some funny stuff. So I retweeted a video today of... Uh, 
of a scene from Whiplash that was overlaid with a with a Japanese drum game where it's just it's just Miles <laughs> Teller's character with like playing the drums to like this Japanese drum game and it's just this like instead of J.K. Simmons face it's just this Jap- this like cartoon anime drum head just yelling at him and it's just hilarious oh my God. it's just like this drum track up top where you just see Miles Teller drumming like crazy it was pretty funny so oh my god so that's the kind of quality you can expect from my retweets so <laughs> as for me um, I'm on Twitter at Ann Lynn A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N whatever I do on the internet that's where I post it so just follow me and stuff um i think i retweeted something today i just don't remember what <laughs> it was honestly yeah um as for this show you can find it on twitter you can find it on facebook you can find it on instagram um you can find the podcast in general on stitcher itunes spotify um what else are we on just those three just those three right now um, i think we're on google podcast as well oh yeah we're on google play as well um still working on the youtube um, it's not that we can't do it. It's just uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I, think, I think, and I think right now I, th- I think we're good with it being I think where we it are is. Too, um, yeah. Because normally YouTube doesn't. You know who listens on YouTube, Evan? Your dad. My dad, <laughs> and he comments on all of our stuff and then makes me read his comments. <laughs> so that's all. That's all. That's right. I did read one of his comments the yeah. other week. Isn't he it sweet? Was, it was cute. It was uh, cute. He's a sweet guy. Uh, so yeah, if you want to find the sh- the the usernames on twitter and instagram are at nostalgia cops and on facebook it's facebook.com slash nostalgia cops we would also really love um if you would email us um with any feedback that you would like go ahead um our email is nostalgiacops at gmail.com yeah let us know what you um, thought of hey arnold if you had any thoughts on the series right. if there's any other episodes that we missed that we should check out if there's any shows you want us to add to the list yeah um i mean the the list i think i've said this before is like 100 130 shows long mm. but i am more than willing to add other shows to it oh yeah um in my opinion you can't have too much content exactly um i'm fine with just making this list super long definitely yeah (laughs) um and if you want to check out our other show which is our our flagship show i'll say the read between podcast flagship flagship (laughs) yeah it's our it's our weekly podcast where we do some improvised storytelling based on weird internet suggestions uh you can find that on spotify on stitcher on itunes on youtube uh, you can just search Read Between Podcasts. You'll find us there. Um, that's on social media with Twitter and Instagram at Read Between Cast and Facebook.com slash Read Between Cast. Yes. So go ahead um, and check out that show. It's a lot of fun, and we've been getting a lot of good feedback lately. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the like, honestly, just a great way, like, weekly to make content. Absolutely. And I, I love it so much. Yeah. So, we got um, some cool guests coming up in the future. Heck yeah. We got some good friends of ours, some good comedy friends of ours that are yeah. looking to jump on the show. And actually a friend of yours that... One of my friends wants to be on the show. One of your best friends. One of my best friends who moved home from Germany. She texted me and wants to be on the show. So so we're going to try and make that work. Yeah. So stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. And uh, and yeah, we'll be back uh, beginning of October with a brand new episode of Nostalgia Cops. So yeah. And Lynn, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Eat your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. They give you strength. And don't be a football head. Don't be a football head. Move it, football head. Banana, 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 banana. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll see you guys next month. See you next month for Kim Possible.